The Skinny Podcast, only on Local12.com. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into a special edition of the Skinny Podcast. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com, digital sports columnist and editor as we talk NFL draft and Bengals. Special guest, Jeff Hobson from Bengals.com. Butchie, welcome. Skinny, not that special, but thanks anyway. You are special. And Jed Demusi <laughs> from Local 12. Jed, good to see you as always. Happy to be asked to participate with the two luminaries it, here. I would, oh. I would, uh, you know what luminary is? Jed? I do not. Let me, uh, it, it means that we're just old. That's, that's all it means. Exactly, We've been around for a long, long time. Exactly oh, come right. On now. Yes, indeed. Uh, we'll touch on the draft here in a second, but I just want to touch and get your feelings on, on the schedule that was released last week. Um, I got knocked. I went through it. We all do the way, way too early prediction of wins and right. losses, and I right. came up with 10 and 6 and was called a homer and called rose-colored glasses. But, I mean, and, it, and these things are always obviously fluid. We don't know what's right. going to happen in draft with teams. We don't know who's going to get hurt by the time they play, who's right. still playing hard at the time they play. So right. we, we always admit this is way too early. We're sure. all silly for doing it. But really, you know, the fact they open at home – Two weeks in a row, you get the Thursday home game where the other team has to come off the short week and travel. And really, there's other than that three road game stretch, and really right. four or five on the road because Pittsburgh's right. part of that, and it comes after a bye. There's no awful stretches like there was even in even in '15 where you had those awful West Coast yeah. road trips. They didn't get screwed, right? I can't. You know, you think of the last three or four years. I remember they had a uh, in '14 they had that they had three games in a road. When they really needed three wins, and they, and actually, they, and they gutted and they, them out, and they won them. Yeah, but that was you know looking at that, that was they don't well they have three in a row this year, but they got come back with three at home, right? And they don't have tough team. There's one tough team in that stretch on the road, Tennessee. You're right, and so I think that uh, yeah, I think it's about the best schedule they could have hoped for. The only thing is the uh, the Thursday night game is a little early. You'd kind of like that later because it's a ten day layoff, right? And the bye is a little early with October, but other than that. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. You get, uh, uh, you know, like uh, you know, it's tough having a finale on the road, but um, you know, they get three of the last. Uh, what four of the last six at home? I believe that's right. You know, so I think it, and I and I think it's to their advantage that they play the NFC North so late. They've had good success against the NFC North. Yeah, and, 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 it, Andy's got Andy's got a terrific record against the NFC North. And it could be by the time they play those NFC North teams, Green yeah. Bay, for all intents and yeah. purposes, could have clinched. Yeah. They, I mean, they have a chance to maybe even clinch. So those right. teams aren't maybe playing for anything. They're playing right. guys to look at. And yeah. it's hard to sit here and say the one tough team that they've got on the road in that three-game stretch is Tennessee. But it's it may end up being true because right. Jacksonville, who knows? It's Jacksonville still. And Denver is right. always a tough place to play. But you right. look at Tennessee, they've got two picks in the top 18 this year. They could get really healthy off a team that was pretty good last year. I think surprised a lot of people. So it is kind of interesting to, to even now sit and look at this schedule and still maybe not know where the pitfalls are. But I do think, as you guys said, it shapes up pretty well. For I mean, it's not what you know how we used to, you know, like you were doing, you go through it. A lot of these schedules, you'd go, L, the L's would accumulate quickly. quickly. Correct. And you really don't have that now. Correct. I mean, uh, uh, you know, a couple of breaks. Who knows, you know? Yeah, so, I, I uh, even said, you know, with a couple of – I mean, I have them losing the last game at Baltimore. There's a potential yeah. by the time they play Baltimore. It's a potential right. that they're completely out of the race, and John Harbaugh might even be fired yeah, by that right. point for all we know. Well, it's the but, same thing with Minnesota. Right. Play, right. play Minnesota late, Chicago late. Those are two clubs that could be looking at uh, changing coaches if they get off to a bad start. You know, now you're playing guys that are 
you know, no, yeah, no doubt. Name. Uh, the other news from last week that I thought was interesting was obviously the, the 50th anniversary logo and the fact that at Bengals.com fans can vote on the, on the top yeah. 50 players of all time. I think you were asked to at least submit some names or look over the list. I know yeah. I was asked to do the same. And there are, some, there are a yeah. couple of yeah. names on the list you go, eh. But I know they're trying yeah. to also reach out to some of the guys that are sure. still living locally. And I think that's yeah. a nice thing. I think when it's all said and done, when the vote takes place, yeah. you will get a representative yeah. 50. And I'm going to do it this summer. I'm going to do an exercise yeah. of putting together my top two all-time Bengals teams, a top 50. And it's a fun exercise. Right. You've been around this team a long time. I grew up actually as a fan of this team, going to games in, in literally 1970s, the first games I went to as a – my dad was a season ticket or so I go back with this franchise almost the entire 50-year span. Um, it is hard to believe that, that 50s occurred, but there is a lot of history with this team. I know a lot yeah. of people look at it as a two-decade length of bad history, but there is a lot no, of history no with No question team. about it. No question about it. I mean, you look at the way it started. They got a pro football icon out of retirement. Right. I mean, just – To found the team and I mean, coach the team. I mean, what, what a great start. Right. I mean, so there's history right there. He brings the he brings all of football with him. And Youngest at, expansion team to make the playoffs. Yeah. And look at the guys. He, he produced great coaches. Paul Browns. Yep. I mean, I, I mean, uh, Bill Walsh, Sam Weish. I mean, these guys were at the top of the game. You know, I mean, uh, Dick LeBeau. I mean, uh, it, you can make an argument that 1988 team, that was a 21st century team. Yeah, right. That was, uh, they went no huddle. And they played that three four uh, zone, zone blitz with subbing and everything like that. That's the stuff that people are doing now. So I mean, they, they, Sam Weish and Dick LeBeau were doing it then. So, and obviously PB and Bill Walsh with the innovation and and, and great players. That's the thing to me, Skinny. Some of these guys are going to get noticed. I mean, these these guys have gotten buried nationally for whatever reason and locally too. I'm going to ask you in a second, Jed, because you're, you're sorry, you, Jed. No, 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 right no, no, you grew up as a Browns fan, and I think the Browns have done a nice job of honoring their history over the years. But I want to touch back to this real quickly. Um, they had the event and they brought some former players yeah. back. And the most interesting thing to me, I didn't really write about it because I had other things I was doing, but I thought yeah. the interesting part is those guys have, have, I think, wanted to be recognized and noticed over the years. Yeah. And it felt like it was their time to shine because the organization did yeah. at least reach yeah. out to Bob Johnson, to Bob yeah. Trumpy, to Max Montoya. And they, they had a list of guys that, that were there. Um, and, and it felt like those guys really appreciated at least being in that moment of, of yeah. being recognized of, of cornerstones of the franchance. Yeah, and I, and I agree. You know, and all those guys have good relationships with Mike. I mean, like even Trumpy, which, right. oh, which is no amazing doubt. to right. me because Trumpy eviscerated him no for, the, for the decade of the 80s. And, but he does have a good relationship with yeah. those guys, and uh, which would probably fool some people. But like uh, Max Montoya in here. Uh, so I, I, I think it's just a question. His wife thought of, Max Montoya was cute. Uh, had, the, exactly. had the poster up somewhere. That was, exactly. that was very bizarre. In the closet. In the closet. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think. It's where Mike wanted it. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. But you, you said it. There's a lot of history here. I'm just hoping that the guys who played in the 70s, because we're all old, how many of us are around? That you know, there was some great. You know, Paul Robinson was a hell of a player. Uh, just reading about him, you know, uh, even a guy, even that '81 team, you know. Well, but but how about but how about um, you know Lamar Parrish? Lamar, pa- Lamar Parrish should be a Hall of Famer. I mean, you know? Lamar Parrish yeah. should be a Hall of Famer. Ken Riley well, should be a Hall of Famer. Should be Ken Anderson should be a Hall of Famer. I think I think Kenny Anderson, Ken, Ken Riley, Riley, absolutely should be in. I, I, I guess I, Lamar with seven Pro Bowls. You got to talk he, about him. He's in the conversation. But I think Isaac Curtis gets buried. Yes, he, he does. He, he, Isaac Isaac Curtis. They changed gets rules because of Isaac Curtis. It's not the Mel Blunt rule. It's no, the Isaac, Isaac Curtis, Curtis rule. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing. He's got. He's got more lifetime catches than Lynn Swan, and he's got a better yards per catch than John Stallworth. And, and, Two and Steelers a, that are in the Hall simply because they won. Of, or because and of that's the, and, yep. and, and, and that's the gripe with me. I'm on the, I'm on the committee to, right. to, for the selection committee. To me, there are too many uh, 
good players on great teams that are in. Well, There's not enough great players on good or bad teams. And, and those Bengals teams of the 70s, unfortunately mm. for them, yeah, many right. times they were a game behind the Steelers in the in yeah. the, in the the divisional win-loss column. Yeah. Missed the playoffs a yeah. couple of times because that made it as a wild card a couple other times. They were arguably the second-best team in the AFC in that right. era behind Pittsburgh. Right. So, yeah. I mean, those were some good players yeah. on some really yeah. good teams, for yeah. goodness sakes. When it's... They've, the Steelers and Bengals have met twice in the last ten years in the playoffs. Can you imagine how many times, if it was this current Correct. format, how many times they would have done? They might have met three straight years or something. No, you no know, it would have been unbelievable. So, do you think the Bengals are closer or further away from a Ring of Honor? I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, I was going to ask you the same question. I, I, I'm hoping they're closer. Yeah. But and we asked Mike. I think was it, we've asked him the last couple of years. Mike obviously, said it. Thing, Mike it, said it after I'm gone. Yeah, didn't he say it? Well, uh, and I, it almost that? seemed like he was even pointing towards it before he was gone that yeah. it might take place. Why? Yeah. Why is he so adamant against that? Oh, know, I Jeff? think it. Uh, I think he's. Uh, uh, because he really does love these guys. I, I know think, he does. And I think that love came out on Thursday. I think he's afraid of leaving guys out. I think he's afraid of hurting feelings. I think it also cuts into the uh, just that uh, uh, rock-ribbed Midwest we're all a team. There's nobody above the team. Uh, you know, everybody's everybody's. You know I, what I mean? It, it, I, it, I, I get that, but I would you know. tell you in the in the Tom Landry Dallas Cowboys era, they were yeah. so robotic, so yeah. so team before guy, yeah. and yet they were yeah. one, they were probably yeah. the first yeah. Ring of Honor team for goodness sake. So yeah. I mean, I, I just I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, Mike's. Uh, I I think they've come a long way in a lot of things, and I think uh, I think it will happen. I mean, Mike joked about that, you know, right. well, maybe, but I I think he. Uh, I think he understands where this where where this thing's headed. And I, like I said, there's nobody that honors these guys. I mean, Mike does a lot of stuff. You know, you talk to guys like Max and Bob, and you know, he he Mike does reach out to these guys, but it's privately. Yeah, you know what well, I mean. Well, but I think this year, and they're going to do a lot of things at yeah. half times of the home games. They're going to bring these guys yeah. back, and I, I do think yeah. I think it'll be a great thing, and I think the oh, yeah. crowd will respond to that. Some people won't know who these yeah. guys are. Yeah. Hopefully, it makes them yeah. look up who these guys are. Yeah, oh no, exactly, and that's why I hope in the vote. You know, some of these guys won't get lost. But I think uh, the guy, I, you know, I thought, I thought Mike was terrific on, uh, I did too. on Thursday. I, I did thought too. he really... Uh, I mean, he, could, he doesn't you know. speak that long a lot of times. Yeah, um, and, and, and he really, I think he could have gone on if he you uh-huh. know, didn't, didn't know there was some time constraint to it. No, it was, and you could listen to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, some of these guys get up there and, my God, get them off. But Mike's always very, got some very good stories, yep. very, very entertaining. Yep. Uh, so let's turn our attention to the draft. I did, uh, somebody sent me a picture on Twitter the other day, and this kind of speaks to the Bengals' history. The first Bengals draft in 1968 was 17 rounds long, and because they were an expansion team, they got multiple picks in rounds. They had 41 picks, and the picture was wow. the picture was a hotel ballroom, I guess, in, in the Marriott in New York City where each of the team representatives were, and it said Cincinnati Bengals' first draft, 41 picks in 22 hours. Can you imagine what that draft would have been like? Holy cow. Yeah, that, that, hopefully those 22 hours were over a couple of days, but maybe not. And yeah. Bob Johnson actually talked about when he, he was the yeah. Bengals' first draft pick, number yeah. two overall, he didn't even know he was picked. That's yeah. how much the draft has changed. Yeah, it was, oh my it was amazing. I did, I, I did a story on Bob last, but before the draft uh, last yeah. year. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. He said the thing that struck me about that was that nobody talked to him. He said he got two phone calls. Bears were one and, of them, right? And the, bear, and the Bears said, we want you to play defense. <laughs> right. I mean, two teams, Skinny. This is a guy that got picked. He was the second pick in the draft. It's insane. Two teams talked to him. It's and insane. the team that took him didn't talk to him. I mean, can you imagine the, the draft 
A being 40. Can you imagine us trying to do 41 picks worth of draft coverage, Jim? I, I mean, I just can't imagine you go from that where a guy gets picked and you don't talk to him to now where you have a guy like Reuben Foster. They're looking into his injuries in sixth grade so much yeah. that he right. gets fed up yeah. sitting in line at the yeah. combine and goes up to a nurse and says, what the heck's going on here and gets yeah. kicked out. I mean, it's, it's yeah. so overanalyzed now to think back in the day that yeah. – you get picked by a team and you didn't know it or they didn't talk to you. You weren't. You didn't think they. You were on their radar. It's crazy. I mean, we're buried by eleven picks. Correct. What would we do? No I'm, doubt. I'm yeah. calling. I'm calling in the reserves. I am. So am I. You know, <laughs> Saturday's going to be a five ring circus. Well, I think I've also. I, and I don't know what you've done, but I've. You got to make a. You got to. You got to make a call and say you just can't delve into the yes. sixth and seventh rounders. Correct. You know, they're going to have to wait another day. Exactly right. You know? Exactly you know? right. But you did ask, and something what Jed just touched on. I think you even asked it in the in the formal press conference yesterday, the, the process has really changed in the last yeah. 20 years. The vetting process, yeah. especially. And maybe it's because and you said, you know, maybe it's just we just didn't know about all right. these things prior. Maybe that's the yeah. case. Or maybe guys have changed. I, it's hard. I, I can't speak to that. It's I don't, hard, think, I don't isn't think you it? tried to do that either. Yeah, yeah. But you did ask the question, what's changed yeah. in the last 20 years? The vetting process yeah. has, has certainly Mine changed. Mine had a good answer. I th- because I because, because you can't whiff on, on this. You just right. can't miss. No, you can't. No, and certainly there's enough information out there. You can't say we didn't know. Right. Because that's like, that's like Iran-Contra. Well, you, either if you did or, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's, you know. Like Marv said, I thought was interesting was, uh, you know, they've made the draft bigger than the game. Really? They really have. You know, and and that's part of it is, uh, but I mean, but it does have to be, uh, you know, let's face it, uh, 20 years ago, if a guy got in a fight, that helped him. Right. You know what I mean? toughness, aggressiveness, physicality. that's, uh, That's great. That's the kind of guy we're looking for. Right. 20 years later, the guys were, you know. He's not going to get drafted. Well, hitting a woman is a lot different than that. Well, no doubt. But, 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 but there's a, it's a lot different than that. I'm talking about a bar fight yeah, or correct, something like that. Correct. This, the, the, you know, the mixing thing is, is that's, you know, you just can't do that stuff. Yeah, we're going to touch on him here in just, in just yeah, a yeah. second as well. Let's dive into uh, to the first round uh, of the draft. And the Bengals have the ninth pick overall. Um, there are a lot of ways that they can go. I know, Jed, you asked the question. We asked the poll question yeah. on, on Local 12 on uh, on Sunday of what position would you like to see as a fan. And you asked me my opinion of it. And I said, hey, de- ask defensive end, linebacker, wide receiver, tight end. And you even said tight end, really. And I said, I said yeah. I said, and the more I dove into it and the more just talking to Marvin yesterday a little bit, um, there's no doubt O.J. Howard is in play. And, yeah. and for people thinking, wait a minute, you got Tyler Eifert, you got two other guys just drafted. There are some things in play here. Number one is Tyler Eifert is a free agent at the end of this, this 2017 season. And based on his injury history, it's hard to believe the Bengals will sign him at his price. That, and, and understandably so. So you're looking for the next NFL-ready tight end. Tyler Croft has shown he can't get on the field. And C.J. Uzama, no offense to him, seems to just be a guy. And, and he's an okay backup guy, but not a, not a number one guy. O.J. Howard is very much in play, and the other part to it is, I thought Marvin had an interesting answer to this too, there's just not a lot of tight, of all the positions that just don't seem as NFL ready anymore, the tight end position right. is not that, and O.J. Howard at least has that skill set. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, and he's not a great blocker either, but no. we got, but we got to keep, but we have to keep, uh, we, we have to stop kidding ourselves and say, oh, well, he's, can he block? It doesn't matter, okay, because uh, they don't... I mean, nowadays they just bring in that third tackle. Correct. That's right. You know what I mean? If you want to run the they're football, they're not taught to. Right. These guys don't even get in a stance anymore. Right. You got to stop kidding yourself. Okay. The guy's a receiver. He's not a blocker. And Howard does block. And I think Eifert's a better blocker than people get yeah, credit I agree. for. But 
It's just not – you're not going to take a guy because, oh, well, he's a good blocker right. too. Right, You're taking a guy because he can do what he can do. And I and I agree with you. I, uh, um, the other thing with uh, Howard that makes him so attractive um, in, for this club, what's wrong with having two? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. If you can't find that – and it seems to me there, the, the, the running mate for A.J. doesn't seem to be out there. Uh, no. Well, you know, we'll touch it. Yeah. So, so, so why not, you know uh, – you know, if you can't if you can't talk yourself into one of those pass rushers at nine, then make your offense better. And if you can't do it with receiver, then make, you know, take the best. I mean, take the best tight end in the country, and use. And, and there's nothing wrong with having two great tight ends, at least for this year. No, Hugh Jackson wanted that a couple of years ago. Yeah. He wanted to play two tight ends. You winced at the co- thought that there may not be a running mate out there for. Well, for I, I mean, I think I'm maybe higher on my, on Mike Williams than than some other people. I think he's probably meets. He's not maybe the top end speed that you're looking for, and. I think the knock on him is he's not a great route runner. He doesn't have the the most established route tree, which just means that he went up and got the ball from Deshaun Watson. I think he I think he's a guy that I would look at at nine. I think I think Howard. I think it's almost a moot point. I just I don't think he's going to be there at nine. Yeah. The, and, and he may not be. I agree that's with legit. Jay. Because that's legit. With when Jay, you, when you look at it, Jacksonville and the Jets, I think before the Bengals are the two biggest wild cards. When you look at they have specific needs that they're not going to get at those picks. So are they going to trade out or are they just going to take the best available? And if, if they come around to the best available, O.J. Howard's at the top of that list. Jacksonville needs some help on the offensive line. They've, they've established themselves at some other places with free agency or through the draft or whatever. They're not going to, get, they're not going to pull the trigger on the kid from Wisconsin at four. You know, at offensive line. So, do they take OJ Howard? The Jets need a quarterback, but they got four on their roster. Yeah. Are they going to take a quarterback or are they going to take, or, you know, I think Howard maybe goes to one of those two spots or somebody trades up. I think he'd be a nice fit for the Bengals based on what you guys are saying. There's no problem with having two tight ends. I just don't think he's going to be there. I, th- I think the pro- I, I, I don't think he's going to be there either, but I do think that uh, Jacksonville, I think, and you're right about their line, and I think they're the best, uh, the best uh, solution there is the running back. And I think they're pretty much all over Fournette. And I and, and and the thing with the Jets, I agree with you that they could get take Howard, but I think they're so devastated in the secondary that uh, yeah. now they're all over Jamal Adams. Now right. Adams might not be there. Right. So I've heard that if Adams isn't there, the Jets would like to trade out. But I I, I and I don't think they're enamored with Hooker. But I think the Jets could. Uh, very well, take a corner there because they just don't have any. Right, I mean, Revis, Revis right. is done. He's done. He was done. And, and, he he was know, done the first so, game of last year. Yeah. You could we saw so, it firsthand. He was right. done. So I could see them. I could see them taking one. I mean, I could see them taking Lattimore or uh, I don't know now about Connolly. So what, right. I don't know what happened. What, yeah, he's denied it. With, but, you know, yeah. with his stock, but uh, I could see a corner going to the Jets. So I, I you know, I, I agree with Jet. He's not going to be there. But the more I look at it. Well, who's going to take him? And I, I don't. I think Jacksonville and the Jets don't take him. They right. get they get bigger needs. A couple other guys in play, and, and, and an interesting name I'll get to after I talk about these two guys or two Alabama guys. Jonathan Allen, defensive lineman. And I use the lineman because there's. I'm not sure where you pigeonhole him yet. And Alabama right. used him all over. They used him at right. end. They used him inside at tackle. They put him on the nose. They stood him up right. sometimes. The Bengals, I don't think, are going to stand him up. But right. we've seen him do that with some defensive right. linemen right. before. Why do they do that? <laughs> I, I don't know, but, but they've done it before. Um, and obviously, Reuben Foster, who I thought was out of play, right. might be back in play. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, I would think so. I would uh, look how he fits him. You know, I mean, he's the position person. of need. I mean, in a position of need, he's a, he's a big well, time player. Marvin loves linebackers. Yep. He's a product. You know how what they love production at a big time school. 
And they like Alabama kids. I Correct. mean, let's face it. They like Nick City. They like SEC kids a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and I and I think, uh, which is why I don't know why Barnett's getting more play here because, to me, 33 sacks in the SEC is that's pretty good. But getting back to Foster, um, you know, I just don't know if, uh, you know, he comes with a lot of baggage. He does. Know, and it's, he does. Uh, he, had a, and, uh, he had a horrible you know. childhood. Right. Um, it, and, it's, it's and, it's, and, it's just, and you're sitting there at nine, and is he – and is he Odell Thurman or is, there, or is he Ray Lewis? Right, and and, yeah. and the Odell Thurman you got for one year was yeah. great. Rookie of the year. Fortunately, fortunately Almost you got him for the, one, for the one If it year. wasn't for Shane Marion, yeah. rookie of the year, right? Um, Sean Marion. Also. Obviously, Jonathan Allen um, was a very productive player as well. And maybe his versatility is a plus. Yeah. I'm assuming it would be, uh, right? Uh, no question. I, 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 he's a little offside. He's got a shoulder. I'm not sure where they rank him on that. Uh, you know, uh, But uh, I think you put him next to Geno Atkins in a nickel package. That's pretty, that's pretty enticing. You know? Well, you asked the question yesterday, and, and I've asked it, and, and, and they really bristle at this when you talk about the lack of pass rush. And, and yeah. they, they don't oh, they like did. when you bring yeah. up the term sack. Yeah. Um, they like when you bring up the term pressures and yeah. all of that. But, but sacks are, are a category that you can tangibly see. <laughs> and, look, I, I know the point is that teams that lead the league in sacks don't always win the Super Bowl. That's fine. Yeah. I'm a, you want to point that out to me? I, I'm not going to disagree with it. But when you only had 33 and 17 of those came from two guys, yeah. you have a problem on the other side yeah. of your line rushing the passer. I'm sorry. That, yeah. that speaks to that. I think they need one guy. I think yeah. they obviously need one guy. And uh, the other thing, too, is, though, they've got to score. Because, my God, another way to get sacks is you know, you're, get behind, you're behind the whole fourth quarter. Right. You know, and we remember those teams in uh, in thirteen, in in twelve and thirteen would get up on people, and they just they just bury you. So, and uh, but yeah, I think you know, obviously uh, they're a little they're a little long in the tooth in some spots, and I think they know that. And uh, uh, you know, I think if you talk to Paul Gunther for any length of time, he's looking to get more. No doubt, no he's doubt. looking to get more juice. I mean, he talks about he he values two things: pass rushers and yeah. corners. That's no what he questions. values. No question. And we so. and they already got four first round corners. Right. Right. Um, I'll put you guys then on the clock for the first round, and, and I'll give you your choice. All three wide receivers are on the board. O.J. Howard is on the board. Jonathan Allen's on the board, and Reuben Foster's on the board, and Derek Barnett's on the board. Jed, where do you go? You know, it, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to listen to everything and, and try to keep up with everything. I mean, Mike Lombardi, I don't know how plugged in he is. He thinks Reuben Foster isn't going to be a first-round guy. It depends on, on what, what team, hearing, and it depends it, on what teams teams decide medically on him, and obviously with the baggage on him, I, you know, the, maybe he might road, be he might be the Laramie Tunsil sitting in the room and watch him tumble down the board with the gas mask. Well, hopefully, he doesn't go that far. Um, I, I I don't know if I I don't know if I would pull the trigger on on any of those wide receivers before I wouldn't either Barnett. I think Barnett's a good player. I do too. Um, when you look at when you look at Miles Garrett, and I know Garrett had a high ankle sprain last year. But their numbers are very similar, and if it wasn't for maybe being two inches shorter, Barnett's a top five guy easy. I, in I don't my disagree opinion. with that. And you can say, well, you know, uh, Barnett played in the uh, Barnett played in the SEC East, and, and so did Garrett, right? <laughs> and, and he was more productive, right? And you know, I think the, the game the game that Barnett had against Alabama against Cam Robinson, who would be right. a first rounder, right. was insane. Uh, I think I think that would be close to my pick. I think another one of the names that is kind of shooting up the board is that kid from Temple. Yeah, Hassan, Hassan Reddick. Reddick. I just don't know if he gets in the top ten. 
Uh, Where did he come from? I mean, he's he's completely. Well, he came from Temple, apparently. Well, yeah, he's he's. Came he was a walk on. He was a walk on. He came in as a uh, a guy in the secondary, and then right, and he, built himself into a linebacker, and put his hand. He right. he was a defensive end for them as right. well. So, you know, completely undersized. I don't know if if he's on the board, but out of the. The, con- the considerations that you gave, I-, I like Barnett a lot, but it doesn't seem like he's really there Mm-mm. at this point. Well, I think the thing with Barnett, I guess, is the speed. Very few guys. Uh, he he ran damn near a five-second 40. Right. And very that that just doesn't translate to a lot of great But he's success. so quick off the ball, right. it looks like. And, and Cam Robinson, with all due respect to Cam Robinson, he's, he's going he's gonna to struggle to get into the first round. Right. So, but you're still talking to, uh, you know, an NFL-level yeah. Offensive yeah. lineman that he went but up, but I just against. think there's probably. I think you know. I think to me, I would take Allen yep. there because I think he's uh, he hits them where they live. I think he would give them some pass rush. You're talking about production. I think the guy had 30 sacks in his career, and uh, they played him all over the place. So um, you know, I guess there's he's got a shoulder too. But all those guys, yeah, all those guys, yeah. get, get their, their thing. You know, it's a matter always, what your whenever you take an Alabama right. guy. You know, he's. I mean, even AJ McCarron came in dinged. Well, they they've you know? played a lot of they right. played a lot of high leverage snaps for lack yeah, of a so better term. I think that's why, and I think that's why he hits them. And I and I understand where Jed's coming from on Barnett. I like Barnett too. He's a great kid, but uh, I, I you know, I think Allen's a really good value pick at nine. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, I, I I think he you line him up next to Geno Atkins. And you're, you're getting some you're, that's, that's in the nickel circumstances. Yeah. Andrew Billings might be in, the first and second. Oh yeah, yeah, right. No, I'm and talking about in the yeah. nickel. And then you know, eventually, if he can move, you know, but that's the other thing. And, and the funny part is, and not to jump completely ahead, but if you were able to do that and move him to nickel tackle mm-hmm. and put Will Clark as a nickel end, Will Clark in some yeah. in some brief action last year right. showed some flashes. In fact, he finished third yeah. in sacks with four, yeah. um, and that's with really nobody playing alongside him as a nickel tackle that could do yeah. anything. Well, I don't so. think they're going to stop at Allen. I think they're going to guy. Oh, I don't disagree. It's, it's, it's pretty good at two, three, yep, four. Right. I, think, I, think, I, I think they'll get an end. It, it's a very deep draft. I there. think they'll get an end somewhere in two, three, four. Even that, if they get in, even if they go on the D line, yeah. in the first round, yes. Um, w- w- and I, if it was me, I would take OJ Howard, and probably my backup plan would be to take Derek Barnett. But yeah. one other name I want to bring up because the Bengals are still very much a best guy on the board, and, mm-hmm. and this scenario has been brought was brought up to Duke Tobin at the combine. I think Paul Daner talked to him. You might have been in part of that conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But Malik Hooker, if he falls to that spot. Bengals have two starting safeties, and yep. both of them played pretty well. Both of them, if you went into next, if you went in 2017 with Sean Williams and George Iloka, and you said you're going to get 16 games from them, I think you'd write yeah. it down and say, "Give it to me, and yeah. we'll be just fine back there." Yeah. But if Malik Hooker is there and somebody else doesn't, it's just he's their guy. If he's right. on the board at that point, right. Right. they will pull the trigger on him, will they not? Oh, I would think so. If you if they, if they're going to be true, if they're going to be true to that, uh, I don't think they take him in front of. Uh, Howard or Allen? No, it's a matter of what's with the rating. Right, yeah, what's what there. the rating part shows they, for them. They yeah. might get picked. You know, they might get right. plucked pretty good. It's an interesting. It's an interesting thing because uh, they, they've got Williams and Iloka has signed both signed right. for the next four years. Right. And uh, what do you do? I, I I think obviously you'd have to look at Sean. Would be kind of go back to him as a nickel backer. Obviously, he's gotten a lot of. Uh, you know, he's he's he got a lot of snaps a couple years ago. Right. In that spot and played pretty well. Um, yeah. So. Gus Bradley end up in San Diego? 
He is in. Um, no, he's, he, no, he's in. Uh, he's with uh, the Chargers. I, I think he's with the Chargers. Oh yeah, that's right. Los Angeles Chargers. Because yeah. 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 the guy I talked to in L.A., he's he's every time he's picked, he's taking Hooker because he feels like Bradley right. is a great. Yeah, I don't even know if he'll be there, but it's just an interesting yeah. one that if no, he falls no to that spot because of based on the way they right. they they and, and yeah. their whole point is, you know what? We take a guy and we may have a plethora of guys there. Yeah. You figure out what you're going to do you with. Figure them. out what you're doing, and I think that's the right way to. I think that's the right way to go. I forgot they're the L.A. That's right. They're still practicing. San Diego, well, we're going to so, yeah. do that. I still call the Rams St. Louis, so I'll probably yeah. do that for the next five years. Yeah. So I figure until they move out of, back out of L.A. in five years and move somewhere else. Maybe they move back to San. Maybe they move down to San Diego. Yeah, yeah. somebody will. Somebody will. All right, so let, let's jump quickly to the second round. I'm not going through seven rounds, but I do want because there's an interesting possibility in round number two, based on whoever whoever was taken out of our group or the group that'll be yeah. taken. Fournette's not going to fall there, and I still yeah. would eat my hat if Leonard Fournette is there and the Bengals take him in the first round. I just don't see that. Yeah. But you brought his name up already. Joe Mixon is a very yeah. Distinct possibility of being there in the second round. He might be gone, but he very much yeah, might be there. He, he, went, he went 38 in my mark. All right, so you're very and close I, to that. Yeah, and they're 40, right. 41, right, yeah, is the pick? That's right. Pick number 41 right. for the Bengals. Okay. So we're right in that area. Yeah. Do the yeah. Bengals take him? Well, it's a great question. I, th- I, I know they think he's a hell of a player. Yep. And when They've uh, met with him? They've met with him. They've met with him twice. Yep. He came in here. They went out there to Oklahoma. I think they've talked to his coaches. I think the thing going for Mixon is that he's had one incident, and it's and it it's was, a it's a hell it's of an a, incident. It's a terrible incident. It's terrible, but you know then you get into that. Then we get into the philosophy, and I and I gave but it. But the, the, the only I, I, t- I gave it the hollow languages at Syracuse. That was my last philosophy class. <laughs> I can't. I got nothing left. Had you pass? Uh, I, I think I was in class with Socrates. I think we were about the I think we're about the same age. <laughs> Did you drink from the same cup? <laughs> Hopefully not. I got sick. Um. Now, he and the girl have kind of made semi-peace here yeah, of late. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I'm just... The, I got, you know, well, the, the civil trial is... Yeah. yeah. It's been yeah. settled and yeah. all that. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, what do you do? Do you move? Do you give a guy a second chance? What do you, I mean, we have the... You know, all I know is the guy's a first-round pick. Somebody was telling talent me... Talent-wise. You mean first-round talent-wise? Talent-wise, yeah. they would have been a top-ten pick. No doubt. No you doubt. Know, somebody compared him to Le'Veon Bell. So, so Jed, I'm going to put you on the spot then. If he is there, if you're the Bengals, no, do, you, I, do you do it? No. I just... Uh, I mean... It's an it's an unfortunate thing that the incident happened, but I just can't I cannot get that image out of my head. Now, right, now I'm and, gonna, and I'm uh, that's you know I, I'm not I, a GM. I'm I, not a right. I'm not in the I, front I, office. I, and I, I just wouldn't do it. And I, and I do think it's a. It, I say it's a tough thing to sell to your fan base, yeah. but the fan base still wants wins, and wins are produced yeah. by quality players. And if quality players produce those wins, you forget about all you, you just do. Well, it's the whole thing. But it is right. a tough initial I sell see, to you the know fan what? base. You know what? Take the pass rusher and go get go get. Uh, Hunt in the third round or somebody in the fourth round, and you don't have to. But you don't have. Well, to deal that, with it. that's going to be my next question because yeah. um, a again, if Fournette fell to nine, I still don't think they would take yeah. him. Well, I don't e- know about e- that. I, e- know. Eh, I, I, I just, yeah. I can't. Say, I, I know it's a possibility. Yeah. I just don't see it. Yeah. But, but they are going to take a running back at some point that's right. not a sixth or seventh round guy. Right. And if you look at this draft from rounds three to five, there are yeah. fifteen to eighteen yeah. guys with third to fifth round right. grades. Um, who have good size. Who have, who have a, lot, I think they, a lot of different I think they're not, yes. they aren't looking for a scat fan. No, they're looking for they're somebody to be with Jeremy a, right, Hill and eventually right. replace Jeremy Hill. Right, right. I, I mean, I don't uh, – yeah, because he's going into his contract. Correct. Yeah. Yes, so, correct. So, uh, you know, and Gio's coming off an ACL. Right. And right. so, you know, yeah, they're going to be picking before the sixth round on that. But I like you say, there's a lot of – you know, you don't have – you know, 
there's going to be some good pass rushers at 41. Yeah, and that's the fun. The, the part yeah. of it is, yeah. is when you look at a couple positions of where they are eventually going to pick, running back, they are going to take one. And there's a yeah. glut between rounds yep. three and five. And you yeah. do have two fourth-round picks, and you do have two yep. fifth-round picks. So right. you've got a chance to certainly yeah, get They're going to use them. Uh, there's you know, no question. You know. and, and that's the same thing with the pass rushers. There's a glut of guys, actually yep. more from rounds two through four than yep. dipping down all the way to five. Right. But there's a glut of guys right. in that space to it's where. It's going to be interesting to see who falls correct. to 41. Correct. Because you know, you know how it is, Skinny and Jed. You know how this goes. Somebody gets a run. There's going to be a, there's going to be a guy at 41. You're going to say, "Oh my God!" Correct. Now I don't know what position he plays. Right. Right. But it won't be Joe Mixon, and it's going to be somebody. You know, who who knows? It could be. Uh, it might be McKinley. It right. Might be you know who who, who knows? Well, right. probably not McKinley. But, but, but no, but, but he's you know a, what I mean. He's got, a sec, he's got a high second round grade, low low first round, you know, high second round. But grade, I, so. I just think they're going to they're, they're going to be there at 41, and they're going to say, "You hate to say it, it's the old cliche. We never thought he was going to be there." Yeah, but but you know that's yeah. I, I bet that's what happens, and I don't think they'll have to. A, I think somebody takes Mixon before him. And that becomes a moot point that's out of your hair, and you right, don't have right. to worry about it. And then, B, I think there's somebody there who's better. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate your point because I don't think you're not. Yeah. I mean, there, I guarantee if we took a poll, there would probably be. Yeah. And again, fans in a poll yeah. are much different than fans wanting to go to games or rooting for their team. Yeah. But if you were to do a, just a straight poll, would you agree with the Bengals taking Joe Mixon or not? You would probably have the majority saying, no, I don't want them to take him. So, no, I, right. I, I, I get your point. And it would be beneficial if the NFL season started next week and he could get on the field and right. score three touchdowns. Right, and then you go, oh, yeah, you know, I always like <laughs> But that you guy. know what? I think there's a great support system in Cincinnati. I think starting with Eric Ball. Marvin's got a good sense for it. A lot of guys have come here and have turned it around. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, and, and, and I think this would be a good place for a guy like that. And then they've obviously, but, the one thing they've done, they've vetted know, the living daylights out of this. And they've I don't vetted think, it pretty hard. And believe me, if they ever did it, and I don't know if they will, but they certainly wouldn't do it lightly. No. And, and they would understand, and, and they would understand. The bullets are flying on that one. They would understand that, and they would, you know, you you, you would have to listen to your fan. You know, you would have to listen to people's concerns. I think you have to, but I, but I, you know, I don't know if they're going to do it. I think if they did it, they would they wouldn't do it lightly though, and they would be, he would be uh, that would be a, obviously a priority if he if they did, you know. To, to take care of and make sure that he was okay. I want to go back to the first round for a second. The Bengals at nine. Um, is there any potential in your mind they trade backwards if, if the right deal comes along? Oh, I think they'd love to. I think I think I think every team in this draft in the top yeah, ten would right. like to trade back, right. include Cleveland. Right. So yeah, but I don't. But that's the problem. The key, skinny and Jed. I think you know. Yeah, I'm not. Is some team has to know. want that guy on is, the board is, when that pick comes up. It depends where the it depends where the quarterbacks right. You know, right. go because right. right now, from what I understand, teams are from what we're reading, they're. Contacting the first eight teams. Correct. The Bengals are the ninth, the, which is interesting. Yeah, right. But that, but it won't take much. No, you're for right. them to get a phone call right. Right. if the quarterbacks are going to be that. You know, I could see a scenario where they, and then you get, and then if you get back into the middle of the round, some pretty good with the with the, the McKinleys we're talking yeah, about, the, the right. guys like that. Right. You know, and then, and then at Barnett, you'd have to talk about. You know, if yeah. you, if if you don't like Barnett at nine, maybe you like him at uh, thirteen, fifteen, yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, so I think it. Uh, to me, if they traded back. That's a sign they're probably going to get their their guy. I'll ask you guys both this this one because we talked to him the other day in the locker room. I'm, I, the phone's going to ring about AJ McCarron. The question is is what does it take? And in, in, in your yeah. mind, in your gut, do the Bengals pull pull a deal off? I don't think they do. I don't think any offer is going to be good enough. And, and I want to touch on this subject on another angle here in a second. But go ahead. Yeah, I just I think I just think uh, since a Browns Bengals marriage is dicey. 
I agree. I think both, Absolutely. both teams are very leery of the other for a lot of reasons. Right. And uh, some historical, some very prominent, like, you know, just Hughes was – Hugh is a Bengal. Right. You know. He coached A.J. McCarron. He coached A.J. McCarron. Uh, and, and so I just uh, – I don't see that – I really don't see that happening. And I think Mike Brown wants a heavy price. Yeah. If he's going to trade him to Cleveland, it's going to hurt. And I don't think Cleveland's prepared to do And it. I think Paul D. Podesta would rather trade his own wife up the river than to trade draft picks. I mean, that guy right. loves stockpiling yeah. right. draft picks. And to get Adrian McCarron. Eventually you have to would... draft people with those <laughs> draft picks, Oh, that's though. true. He may end up drafting <laughs> Scott Hatterberg. Who yeah, knows? Exactly. yeah, right. Um, but, Very good. you know, I just I, I think that that marriage isn't going to work out. Um, you know, uh, the, the Browns are kind of interesting because I think there's – you know, you've got Sashi Brown, the, the GM, and then you've got Dee Podesta from a different angle, and then Jimmy Haslam. It sounds like if they don't take a quarterback one or twelve, Jimmy Haslam's going to revolt. <laughs> so I don't think that the, the and I don't think they're going to do it at one. I just don't know if they do it at one. That's yeah. another story altogether. But uh, I, I agree with your point that I think a lot of teams are looking to get out of the top ten. I mm-hmm. think if, mm-hmm. I think ja- I think Jacksonville is going to be the biggest wild card ever because they could end up taking a quarterback because. Word is that Tom Coughlin doesn't really like Blake Bortles very much, and Blake Bortles probably has had enough time to show what he can do, and he hasn't. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. He just threw another pick six. Go ahead. <laughs> so, you know, you look, at, you look at Tennessee. But did he win you a lot of money, Blake Bortles? Yes, he did. I like Blake Bortles. <laughs> Thank you, Blake Bortles. <laughs> right. Thanks for the steak dinner, Blake Bortles. Yeah, I know. That's Thank you. Right. Good call. He figured Pardon. it out. But four, four, five, six, I, you know. The Titans have a pick at 18. They're they're rumored to be heavily trying to get out of yeah. that five spot. So, but as far as McCarron is concerned, I think he's a Bengal up until this year, unless there's a Teddy Bridgewater situation with a team, and yeah. then a team is in crisis right. mode. Where right. a team so is in crisis right. mode, yeah. and they say, "Take exactly. our first round pick. We need a guy that can come in." Exactly. Right. All right. Now I get asked this a lot, and and it, and I don't think fans get That's this whole part of it. Exactly Jeff, right. Jeff is is the whole. Well, get something for AJ McCarron now because, but. I think he's a restricted free agent, and what comes with that is the potential to still yeah. make a tender offer enough to where you could get a first-round pick for him yes, eventually, right, or right. a second-round pick. You could still trade him, or you could still trade him. Right, so I mean, right. and, and the other right. part, if and I, I truly believe this, and I've talked to Marvin about this, and I know you have too. I think Marvin's of the ilk of you know, I want, if I think I have a playoff team. I want two quarterbacks. I need two quarterbacks. I need a guy that if something happens to my guy, I'm not searching around going, what do I got here? I need a guy. And A.J. McCarron, well, hey, look, if you put him out there for 16 games, he might be a 5-11 quarterback. I don't know. I just know what I saw in a short sample size. He's shown he can play in this league. He's not better than Andy Dalton fans. You need to get out over that part. He is just not. Okay? But he has shown he can play in this league. And, And I think that's where the other part for the Bengals is, Unless you completely blow our socks off, we have no right. need to trade this guy because we still have him under contract. Yeah. We can still get value for him, and he still gives us value today. And something they're worried about is they don't. They would have to get something good enough to replace him. Correct, because they would want to replace him with a very good player, and that would be a, that would be a and very high that'd be a high pick. It'd be a high pick, or, yeah, or yeah. And, and if it's a guy off the street, there's a guy. Those guys are on the street for a reason, yeah, right? They now, don't want man. They don't want that guy, right? And I think it reflects. That they feel like, you know, everybody says, oh, they're rebuilding. Eh, no, they think no, they got a shot. Absolutely. They, that's and, the, that's and the, the main McCarran, point. And the McCarran thing is, the, the McCarran situation is, well, yes, my God, because they, they're hanging with him because. And you he, feel for AJ. I mean, he can win a game for you. I mean, he's a personally yeah. likable yeah. guy, and, and, and he and wants his shot, but yeah. I, I would tell you, 
and he probably deserves his shot, and he's going to yeah. get his shot. But I also know this. I, I would tell you that, A, he's gonna be, he is going to be the best teammate he can be. And, B, if something happened to Andy Dalton, by golly, he will be ready to step yeah. in and play. Yeah, and he's proven he can win games for you. He can go on the road and win. He did it. And uh, Kelly almost won your first playoff game yeah, since 1990, no for goodness sakes. And know, he led a drive yeah. that, that did that. No question. And, I, and it, to me, like I said, it shows that these guys feel like they're still in it. You know, I mean, uh, um, they didn't. That's why everybody wanted to tear it up and do this and do that and trade up. And, you know, and, 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 and they're not that, you know, A.J. Green, Giovanni Bernard, and, um, and Tyler Eifert, all right, did not play an entire season. Correct. Together. Correct. So, A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert played two games together. Right. Two out of 16 so, games together. We're talking all this stuff. You know what this season comes down to? Can Cedric Obwehi no, right. block those guys? Correct. Correct. And if you tell me he is, he's going to be average or better than average, then you're fine. They'll win 10 to 11 games. Correct. If he struggles, then you're scrambling. They're holding their, they're holding their own. <laughs> There's no question. You're scrambling. And, and I think, too, that, that goes to the bigger point of, of this draft for the Bengals. You know, obviously they had injuries last year with, with William Jackson and, and, and with Billings. They have got to find a guy that can get on the field and make a contribution this year. No question. Because no this question. whole let's wait and see Cedric Aboy. And they were able to do that. They were able along. to do that for some years. Yeah. They were able they to. Were. They, they were. They were. Those, those years, in my opinion, are over. They did not get a lot of starts out of their rookies Correct. last year. Correct. And I think as well, Christian much Westerman as. couldn't even get active. Right. Yeah. Right. And as right. much as much as you're right about, about the offensive line and, and Abuehi and all that, they, they really can't afford to, to just have a guy that they're going to stash away. In that first round, no, agreed. I think oh no, no, I th- guy. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I think well, yeah, and I think his name is William Jackson. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's, yeah. he's almost like your extra you know, first round yeah, pick this year. Same thing with Billings. Billings right. is an extra. Right. They, they got three be, fourth round picks. Is he going to be ready? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Both, yeah, yeah. Both. Are, everybody's going to be ready, but uh, Geo and Geo might be ready yeah. by the time the season starts. Yeah. Camps and if you think, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I, I don't think he's walking around fine. He's moving around fine, but. I don't think he'll be on pup, but I, right. he might not play the first couple right. of games. Right. But uh, all the more reason, though, to get it back pretty high. Correct. But, uh, Correct. you know, it, it's funny how they, they, they have taken, you know, the, um, these four-year contracts, they go quick. They do. They and really gotta, do. And, like Jed, and to Jed's point, you know, you've got to play these kids. This team has not played the kid. We still don't know if Daquez Denad can play. Correct. We really don't know if Will Clark can we don't. play. That's absolutely. And I don't know if Magus Hunt can play. Well, and, he can't. Uh, we'll <laughs> find out. We'll find out about the Colts. So yeah. I guess maybe. But um, but anyway. But Denad, Clark, some of these guys, Fisher. They kind of. They really were kind of. They're going to throw them out. Worry of putting them out there. Right. You know. I just think in this day and age, especially with the four year contracts, you got to find out about that. Yeah, I'm you okay. Know? I'm okay. If it's you're... a hard thing. It's a hard thing because you don't want to piss off veterans. Correct. And you get chemistry going. Well, and you had right. you had quality players in front of some of those guys too. Yeah, right. I mean, Seb right. wasn't going to play in front of Andrew right. Whitworth for goodness right. sakes. Right. Uh, the first year, Jake Fisher was not going to play ahead of Andre Smith, so right. I, right. that was a good reason to stockpile. But I think back to Jed's point is that was fine to stockpile then, and it may pay off as the exact benefit yeah. you stockpiled for this right. coming year. Yeah. But okay, now you're to the point where, and, and you made a point yesterday, and I don't know if it was taken well by coach or not. But yeah. I mean, there are a couple of holes that need to be plugged. Yeah. I mean, there really right. and truly are, and so right. this draft has to do that. Right. Well, I, I think. The 16 drafted it. I think Jackson and I think well, Billings. Yeah. I, I think those two right. guys, I think, and Vigil, right. I think, are going to play. Do some of the right, things right, that do, right. do, are going to improve. I got to do some of the things that we say that they need to do. Yeah, and, and they have to. Yeah, right. Yeah, no doubt. With, with Geo's status in the air, not, maybe not in the air, but just we don't know if he'll be right. back. Is Christian McCaffrey in play at nine? I'm not. I'm more interested to know if Chris Samuel's in play at 41. 
the kid from Ohio from State. Ohio State. Uh-huh. But, okay. but, you know, I don't think McCaffrey is a player. Hell, they wouldn't play Rex Burkhead. What makes you think they play Christian McCaffrey? <laughs> well, I yeah, think I mean, he's uh, got – I think McCaffrey's a little bit better than yeah, Rex Burkhead. The I think. same guy, though, but just no, a little better. same guy. But I, he's, he's a little better. Uh, yeah. you're right. He's a little better, but I don't think they – I don't know. I don't I – don't, they don't strike me as being in love with McCaffrey, but uh, – uh, He's, a lot of people have him at eight with Carolina. Yeah, no, right. what? yeah. They, they, in fact, in my mock, the guy the guy went with him twice the last two times. So he obviously thinks and they're going to those know on Bengals. dot com, you did do a yeah. mock and you took different writers and reporters. Took different from writers, each of those, yeah. Each of those, which cities. is kind of interesting to see them evolve through the process, right? Yeah, but he was he's been on a running back the whole time. He picked all three running backs in this process. He picked, different, he picked different each yeah, time. He picked Dalvin Cook first. Okay. Then he went Fournette, and then Fournette wasn't available for the last two because of right. Jacksonville. Right. He went to McCaffrey. So I know what Jed is saying. I think McCaffrey is. Uh, I think he's a good player. I don't know if he fits this style of offense. Correct. I wonder if, but I, again, I wonder about the kid at Ohio State. Samuel. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder about him. But he's kind of he's Geo, isn't he? Basically, he's a little bigger Geo. Yeah. Right? Right? I mean, so do you really? Is that you know? He's yeah, an interesting and, and, guy. And it, I think. I, I, no, I think I'm with. You. I think they go for a bigger back, a yeah. a, a guy that yeah. that eventually will replace yeah. Jeremy Hill because his contract's right. up. And right. I don't, he's yeah. not going to replace Jeremy Hill this year. Unless yeah, but Jeremy Samuel can be a wideout, right? But I don't think correct. He's but, right. I mean, but he can't. Play, but but he can't be here too. He'd be your slot, and you already got a slot. You're, right. you're fine at the exactly. slot. Exactly. So. He's, he's an intriguing guy. Yeah. But yeah, I think Jed. I think Jed again is 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 right about that. That um, you know somebody's going to get McCaffrey and like him. But I just don't know if he fits with yeah. what the Bengals right. do. Right. Fellas, I appreciate the time, Jeff. Uh, obviously, you'll have coverage all, all weekend long yes. starting Thursday at Bengals.com. Mm-hmm. I'll have it at Local12.com, and you'll be part of the coverage on Local12. We'll have it all yes, over the sir. place, correct? You're going to bring a – I hope there'll be a uh, – I need to mainline some coffee uh, and a cot. Can you give me a cot? F- can you get first responders? Will, will they be involved? I mean, because I might, I might have to be revived two or three times. <laughs> Quote Adam Jones on a flight from Denver one time, Internet going down! So we had to revive you. Yeah, I've got, I I was hoping he would know my name. He did. No, guy. no, I think he. No, I think he. I think, trying, he did. I think he was trying to tell the the, the uh, personnel. <laughs> yes. On the plane, that somebody man down, man down. Yeah, and I think it is. Uh, you had an asthma <laughs> asthma issue, which I have too. And unfortunately, yeah. we were in the cold, and your thing froze up yeah. on you. That's yeah. not a good thing, That's brother. Gonna, but I, but Adam was right. There. I mean, he was helping me out. The two guys that helped me on that flight. Were Adam and Ted? It, it were. They really were. Which, <laughs> I mean, they were you know, which Ted said, "Here, sit down." <laughs> which is as stunning as it gets. Best part, though, Jeff. Fifteen minutes after you had that issue, you were tapping away on the flight back home. <laughs> That's uh, what a gamer you are, yeah, brother. I, I think the uh, I think the screen was fogging up, though. It yeah. probably <laughs> was. It probably was. <laughs> Fellas, I appreciate. It. Thanks, Thanks for time. Kenny. Thanks to Rick Thanks, Martin, Jay. the Thank executive you, producer of this broadcast, and of course, uh, he'll, he'll join us here in a couple of weeks as we revive the, the college basketball podcast. We're doing it once a month throughout the off season. So Rick and Chad Brenda will be back for that. Fellas, thanks very much. Thanks for you for listening to the Skinny Podcast Special NFL Draft Edition.